Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Hey there, I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Welcome to Talk About Talk. If you're a lifelong learner, or if you're trying to get noticed and advance your career, or perhaps both, then you're in the right place. Talk About Talk is a learning platform, an online resource where you'll learn how to boost your communication skills. If you check out the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll see a variety of resources, including academic and white papers, one-on-one coaching with me, online resources, and the email newsletter, which you can think of as your source for free weekly communication coaching. There's also an archive of well over 50 podcasts, and I update the website with new resources every single week. At Talk About Talk, we talk about things like networking, storytelling, body language, and communicating with confidence. In the last episode, number 58, we focused on mental preparation to help us communicate with confidence. In other words, what we need to do in advance of a big event so we can be confident. In this episode, we focus on communicating with confidence in the moment, as in anytime you feel a little self-conscious or maybe you feel that shot of adrenaline, you're gonna learn an easy to remember five-step formula that will help you in that moment. So there are a few things I want you to know about this episode. First, you will memorize the five steps of communicating with confidence. You might memorize them in real time as I take you through them, especially if you're an auditory learner. Lucky you. But regardless, at the very end, I'm going to share a simple trick that will help you memorize the five steps to boost your confidence in the moment. The second thing I want you to know is that there are many, many tips and tactics associated with each of these five steps. And these are the tips and tactics that will help you really rock it in terms of your communication and your confidence. So here's what I recommend. Whether you're in your car right now, or maybe you're going for a walk, whatever you're doing while you're listening, don't worry about taking notes. Just focus on the five steps. Then, later, when you're in front of your computer, go to talkabouttalk.com and print the show notes. I created a lovely printable summary with the five steps and all the tips and tactics listed there just for you. You're welcome. Okay, let's take a step back for a minute. What is confidence? Well, Confidence is the feeling or belief that you can rely on something. The word confidence comes from the Latin fidere, meaning to trust, as in trusting oneself. So when we communicate with confidence, others will be more likely to rely on or to trust us. But here's the question. Do you trust yourself? Listening to these two podcast episodes will help you have confidence in yourself. I promise. Starting with the most recent episode, where we focused on mental preparation. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to do so. Regardless, let me share with you the four P's of preparing for a big event. Practice, proverb, pep talk, and pirate. So first is practice, as in rehearse, of course, right? The second is proverb, as in adopting a mantra. The third is pep talk. Talk it through one-on-one with a trusted colleague. And the fourth is pirate, as in copying that confident feeling. So that was part one of communicating with confidence. This is part two, the five steps to communicate with confidence in the moment. For this episode, we're not just talking about when you're preparing for a big presentation. We're talking about all those times when you suddenly feel self-aware. It could be a professional or a personal context. It's 
any situation where you start to question yourself about what to say or what to do. When you might feel imposter syndrome taking over, you might feel that little shot of adrenaline pumping through your chest, the unanticipated butterflies. Do you know that feeling? Let's really think about that intense moment. So it could be an important meeting and you know people are scrutinizing your input, whether you're sitting around face-to-face in a boardroom or maybe you log into a Zoom meeting and the only one there is the CEO. Yikes! Or like what happened to me, you walk into a big conference room and you recognize absolutely no one. You feel that shot of adrenaline. What do you do? Well, the first step, ask a question. I love that this one's first because it's so simple. Asking a question also shifts the spotlight off of you. Just look the person in the eye, put a big genuine smile on your face and ask a question. This is an aside, but I have a new hack for ensuring your smile is genuine. Recently, we've all been wearing face masks and this makes it really tough to communicate, doesn't it? Have you ever tried to smile at someone when you're wearing a face mask? You have to smile with your eyes, right? So let's think about that when we're greeting and smiling at someone. Of course, when you greet someone, you turn up the corners of your lips to grin, but then you should also smile with your eyes. Okay, so you make eye contact, you smile, and you ask a question. With a little practice, you can start to ask smart, strategic questions that do more than just deflect the attention away from you. For starters, ask open-ended questions. If you're waiting for a big meeting to start, for example, you could ask someone how they spent their weekend, or maybe ask them, what other projects have you been working on? If you're at a networking event and meeting new people, you could try, so, what brings you to this conference? Or, what's your connection with the host? That reminds me, I heard this great pointer from executive recruiter Sharon Majin, whom I interviewed for the episode on networking. Sharon suggests that when we walk into a room full of strangers and we're not sure who to approach, try walking up to an odd number of people. No, not odd people, an odd number of people, like one or three or five. This odd number advice makes so much sense. Chances are there's an odd man out in the conversation who's happy to chat with you. Brilliant, right? So back to the questions. If you aren't sure what question to ask, I have two suggestions. Stories and possessions. Allow me to elaborate. In episode number 11 with Harvard professor Jerry Zaltman, we learned about the power of storytelling. People love hearing and telling stories. So we can look and listen for cues that could spark a storytelling opportunity. Like maybe someone told you about their crazy commute to work today and you could ask them, really? What happened? Or if you're waiting for a Zoom meeting to start, you could ask them about something in their room, like a lovely painting hanging on the wall behind them or a book that you recognize on their bookshelf. This relates to asking people about their possessions. Nothing too personal. I wouldn't ask people about their framed photographs, but it could be their art, a book on their bookshelf, or if you're meeting in real life, the possessions could be a unique bag or even something like the color of their clothing. One last thing before we move on. Dealing with your nerves in the moment could be totally spontaneous. Like I said, when you feel that unexpected shot of adrenaline, but it could also be planned. Like when you know you're going to be getting on stage or you're getting in front of a Zoom camera for a big presentation. Here's a trick. Start your presentation with a clever rhetorical question that will get your audience nodding. Get them engaged and thinking positive and you'll have a great head start. So that's the first step to communicating with confidence in the moment. Ask a question. 
The second step, breathe, as in take a deep breath. As the other person's answering your question, take a moment to optimize your physical state. We all know that slow, deep breathing oxygenates our blood and helps us think more clearly. This is important for communication, yes? Research shows that slow, deep breathing helps reduce anxiety, it reduces stress, and it improves your mood, amongst other things. So taking that deep breath will help relax and prepare you for the conversation. As Bradley Christensen, the baritone opera singer whom I interviewed in episode number two says, deep breathing will also make your voice sound better. Bradley encourages deep mouth breathing right into the belly. And he explicitly says, it's okay to be a mouth breather when you're speaking or singing, that is. Breathing's an interesting one, since it's something that we do non-consciously every minute of every day. But then we can also become conscious of it and we can control it. My friend, Dr. Nadine Kelly, host of the Yogi MD podcast, has a few suggestions. She encourages proper diaphragmatic breathing. That means fully inflating and fully deflating our lungs. And she also says, if you want to strengthen your core, and who doesn't, use your core on the exhale. Squeeze your belly in when you exhale. And speaking of exhaling, project your voice. Speak on the exhale. Dr. Kelly also reminds us that our body systems are all integrated. Everything is connected. Every muscle is connected and all of our internal systems are interconnected. That means proper posture is critical. Okay, mom, you were right. Proper posture, standing up tall, reduces fatigue, reduces anxiety, and it facilitates alertness and awareness. It emits confidence. One last thing on breathing. Don't hold your breath. When I was doing some research about breathing, I read that sometimes when we consciously take slow, deep breaths, we end up holding our breath. I can imagine this. It's like a slow inhale for a count of three, then hold it, hold it. Wait, no, don't hold your breath. Just breathe. Okay, do you got all that? That's the second step to communicating with confidence in the moment. Breathe. So now you've asked a question and you've optimized your breathing. Now it's time for step three, acting confident. Confident people are open and positive with both their words and their body language. We can act confident with our words and our physical body language even when we don't feel confident. And research shows that when we act confident, we become confident. This notion was introduced by Harvard Business School professor Amy Cuddy, who has a popular TED Talk where she says, don't fake it till you make it, fake it till you become it. In other words, it's not just other people who are listening to you and internalizing the messages that you convey, but your own brain is also listening to your body. So here's the thing. I'm not advocating being inauthentic here. I am advocating using your physical body to act confident. Research shows that when you act confident, you become confident. My suggestion is to focus on three elements of your body language, your posture, your hands, and your eyes. So starting with your posture, Take up lots of space. Be open. Sit or stand up straight. Confident people are expansive. Uncross your legs and unfold your arms. Inhale and exhale fully. Second, your hands. Don't hide your hands. Keep them in plain view on the table. Or if you're standing, don't put them in your pockets. Don't fidget. And if you're on a Zoom call, use slow, deliberate arm movements to express yourself. And last, your eyes. Face the person who's talking. Look them directly in the eye. 
Nod in agreement and mirror the person with whom you're conversing. Smile. Again, not just with your lips. Make direct eye contact and smile with your eyes. So that's the third step in communicating with confidence in the moment. Acting confident. Think posture, hands, and eyes. Back to the five steps. We're more than halfway through these five steps now. So you feel that shot of adrenaline. You need to boost your confidence in the moment. What's the first step? Ask a question. Then step two, optimize your breathing. And now step three, you're acting confident. You're taking up lots of space. You've got your hands visible. You're facing the other person and you're smiling. What's step four? Focus, as in being mindful, being purposeful, not letting yourself get distracted with how you feel. I have two concrete suggestions for focusing your mind. The first is to remind yourself of the four P's of preparation that we talked about in the last episode. Practice, proverb, pep talk, and pirate. So remember, practice as in rehearse, proverb as in adopting a mantra, pep talk as in talking it through one-on-one with a trusted colleague, and pirate as in copying that confident feeling. How you choose to focus your thoughts here might depend on the context. If you're in an important meeting, you might decide to recite your mantra, your proverb, in your head. If you're in a job interview, you might recall some of the advice you received in that pep talk. If you're on stage for a big presentation, you might pirate, that is, copy or emulate that confident feeling. The other concrete suggestion I have to focus your mind is to ask yourself a very simple question. The question is, what's my purpose? In other words, why am I here? What do I want? So, for example, if you're giving a speech, think about the main objective of your speech. Just focus on your one main point. Or if you're at a networking event, focus on your personal brand. If you're at an important meeting, ask yourself, what can I get out of this experience? Maybe there's a particular person with whom you need to reconnect, or maybe there's an accomplishment that you need to highlight with your boss. The significance of focusing relates not just to these professional scenarios, but also to personal contexts. For starters, we all need to put our phones away and be present. Focus. So ask yourself, what is my purpose here? It's about being mindful. And here's the thing. If you're thinking about what you're doing, and here's the thing. If you're focused on your purpose, on why you're there, you're not thinking about your nerves, are you? So that's the fourth step to communicating with confidence. Focus. Let me remind you now of the first four steps. Step one, you've asked a question. Step two, you've optimized your breathing. Step three, you're acting confident. And now step four, you're focused. Don't worry, as I promise, I'm gonna share with you an easy way to remember these. But first, what's the fifth and last step? It's listen. Listening is something that has certainly been reinforced for me doing podcast interviews. Listening is tough, but there is a big payoff for listening. And listening means a lot more than just waiting for your turn to say something, as Norm Bacall reminds us in the listening episode. Norm is known as a master communicator. When I asked him what he thinks the most important communication skill is, you can probably guess what he said. Listening. Executive leadership coach Heather Stark said the same thing. Listening is the most important skill for leaders. Heather suggests that we consider a hierarchy for listening. The first level is simple downloading, or passive listening, where we listen for what we already know. The next level is listening with focused intent and empathy. And the ultimate stage of listening is called generative listening. Listening with focused intent, empathy, and then also collaborating. 
That's the ultimate goal, generative listening. A couple of quick things about listening. The first is that people will like you more when you listen. I've shared this story before. Years ago, when I was interviewing for my job after my undergraduate degree, one of the career counselors told us that recruiters prefer candidates who ask good questions and who spend less time talking and more time listening. I found that absolutely fascinating. So I created a kind of a game in my mind during the job interviews where I'd try to minimize the ratio of me talking. In other words, I'd ask lots of questions and get the interviewer talking. Research shows that interviewers prefer candidates when the ratio of the candidate talking is lower. Here's another thing to consider about listening. If you're listening, you're focused on the other person, which means you're not focused on yourself and you're certainly not thinking about your nervous energy, are you? Here's one last thing about listening. Listening links back to the first stage that we talked about here, asking questions. Active listeners ask questions. So there you go. That's the last step. Step five, listen. Now, it's time to pull this all together. I encourage you to take a moment to memorize these five steps. Do you have them memorized? Here's when I share my trick with you to help us memorize them. Are you ready? It's A, B, C, D, E. A as in ask questions. B as in breathe. C as in act confident. D as in no distractions, focus. And E, use your ears, listen. If you go to the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website, I created a printable one-page summary for you with these A, B, C, D, E's of communicating with confidence in the moment. You'll also find a summary of all the tips and tactics that we went through. Here's my challenge for you. When you feel that shot of adrenaline and you need a confidence boost in the moment, remind yourself of the A, B, C, D, E's. But memorizing these five steps isn't the hard part. I have to tell you, the hard part is actually reminding yourself to use them. Yes, it takes practice, but it gets easier and it definitely works. I've received plenty of emails from people who have successfully navigated intense situations using these five steps. The first time I used these five steps of communicating with confidence in the moment was probably just over a year ago. Since then, it's become second nature. But let me tell you quickly about that first time. I remember it was a hot summer day, way pre-COVID-19. I took the subway to a conference downtown that I was really excited to attend. And I wasn't nervous at all. I was just happy to have the opportunity to learn new things and reconnect with some people that I hadn't seen for a long time. So I walked in the door, registered myself, and then I went into the conference room. I got myself a glass of water and I turned around to a sea of strangers I instantly felt that shot of adrenaline. Not one familiar face. <sighs> my first thought was, get me out of here. And then I said to myself, no, A, B, C, D, E. Of course, I said this quietly in my mind. I spotted some space at a cocktail table with a few people chatting. I think there were three people there. Anyway, I walked over, rehearsing the A, B, C, D, E's in my mind. And guess what? It worked. I looked one of those friendly faces in the eye and A, I asked, so what brings you here? Have you ever been to this conference before? And then I B, took a deep breath. I smiled and remembered to C, act confident. I stood up tall and I made sure my hands weren't hidden. Honestly, I really started to feel confident at that point. It was so easy. Then I moved on to D, no distractions. 
I reminded myself of why I was there. My objective was to network on behalf of Talk About Talk. And this came super easy, since I had just asked people what their connection was to the conference. Then they asked me about mine. This was a great opportunity for me to tell them about Talk About Talk. Yes, I handed out business cards and connected with conference speakers and attendees on social media, right there and then. I also tried to E, use my ears and listen. I met some fantastic folks and I ended up booking a Talk About Talk podcast interview with one person and collaborating with another as a result of this interaction. Amazing, right? Honestly, I mean this. I don't think this would have just fallen on my lap if I hadn't been focusing on the five steps of communicating with confidence in the moment. In retrospect, these five steps, the A, B, C, D, E's, provided me with a confidence. It distracted me from my feelings of nervousness. It was like a secret tool or a secret weapon that distracted my mind and prevented me from feeling any nervousness or awkwardness. And I bet it'll be the same for you. All right, that's it. I sincerely hope these five steps help you improve your confidence and your communication effectiveness. I'd love to hear how it goes. Please email me and let me know. Or better yet, if you're feeling confident, take a deep breath and record your comments and feedback. It's super easy. Here's what you do. Go to the talkabouttalk.com website and go to the About tab. Scroll down to the Contact section. There's an icon there that says, Send a voicemail to Andrea. Just click and talk. It's super easy. I'd love to hear how the five steps of communicating with confidence have worked for you. You might even hear your voice on a Talk About Talk podcast episode in the future. One last thing. If you're not signed up yet for the Talk About Talk communication skills newsletter, please do so. This is your chance to get free communication skills coaching from me every single week in a simple to digest email. I promise no spam and no more than once per week. Just go to talkabouttalk.com to sign up or email me directly and I'll add you to the list. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. Okay, thanks for listening and talk soon.